If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their Oregon strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe Oregon strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I got to go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products, and the brand is farmer-owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is... Eat more Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter, I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's Peanut Butter Cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry, because I love these. It's a movie where you get an accent, you get an accent, you get an accent, we all get an accent! We saw the adventures of Pinocchio, so you know what that means. Chicago Theater. Holy shit. This is amazing. Chicago, home of How Did This Get Made First. You saw Hurricane Heist. You saw Blues Brothers. But we didn't torture you enough with those two films. We needed to turn it up a notch, and we did, with the Jonathan Taylor Thomas Martin Landau fantasy child's film? JTT in full effect for the last 30 seconds of this movie. (laughs) The Adventures of Pinocchio is everything that you love about the beloved classic Pinocchio, but really fucked up and weird. (laughs) 
It's like they took all the children aspects out and replaced it with like David Lynch crazy. <laughs> um, it's going to be very hard to talk about this movie because Jiminy Cricket's not called Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Stromboli is not called Stromboli. So we may have to get around that a little bit. But to help break it down tonight, we have two amazing people, my two co-hosts. Please welcome first, Mr. Jason Manzoukas! What's up, jerks? What's up, Chicago? How we doing, Balcony? Well, 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 we meet again. Jason. Paul. Have you ever seen this movie before? Paul. I have not ever seen this waking nightmare of a film. This was haunting. It was like a diamond in the rough that no one even mentioned it. Like in the millions of suggestions that we get for this show, no one ever said, did you know there's a Jonathan Taylor Thomas Pinocchio movie? Never Wait, heard you would that. you characterize this as a Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie? This it is, is a Martin Landau vehicle, friend. Let's, this is part of the Landauissance, as far as I'm concerned. We can agree to disagree. Um, I mean, JTT is getting top billing in this. Of which, it, and he's in it for barely minutes. But his voice, his voice is in it the entire film. Oh. So good. This was straight up garbage. <laughs> this was like, <laughs> this was, it reminded me of another terrible, all of the CG, all of the effects looked like previs. Yes. They looked like the, like the idea of what we were gonna draw, yeah. but then they're like, fuck it, put it in, we're in, we're in. It, it is a disturbing movie, especially uh, as a father going, if I was ever tricked into taking a child to this, I am creating trauma for my children. It was also like overtly sexual. In any and all ways. Every time that nose grew, I was like, somebody in this room is turned on. That there person, were me. Way too many mouths open with water jutting into it oh, too. That was like slowed down and they were like, getting a gulp. Pinocchio meets Flashdance. Well, I know that someone here is gonna have uh, a very strong opinion about this film. She is my other co-host. Please welcome June Diane Raphael. How are you, June? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Um, June, we watched The Adventures of Pinocchio together today. Yeah, and let me just set the scene because... We're staying in a very nice hotel. I love a luxury hotel experience. But let's not tell anyone. I'm where not it going is. to say where it is. I'm it's just a going Sheraton to say... Four Points. Get used to it. If you're in Naperville, come knock on our door. I'm just going to say it's a very it's a luxury experience. Sure. It's between a subway and a Domino's. <laughs> 
And it's totally cool if you send it up to the room. And I love that experience so much that I'm willing, I'm willing and able to watch whatever comes my way. I mean, you saw when you came back last night what I was watching. Yes, we were watching Chicago Live, the replay. It's at night. Yes. So it's a replay of what is a live morning show? I think so. And it was terrible. And it's still called Chicago Live, even though it's taped earlier. But I, I can fall into whatever the TV has to offer me happily. Oh, if I'm in a hotel, Guy Fieri is on. I mean... Triple D, baby. But if I'm at home... If I'm at home and Guy Fieri comes across the screen, I'm like, this fucking guy? Get him out of here. But in a hotel, I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Absolutely. I'm just happy to be there. Happy to have been invited to the experience. Yeah. And so for me to have such a negative reaction to a movie during a luxury hotel experience means it's really quite, quite bad. Yeah. Like, would you rather watch this movie again or have one hour and 45 minutes of diarrhea? (laughs) Like, is that the first length of, of all, the movie? First of all, there was no way the movie was an hour and 45 no, minutes. This it was, was a five-hour movie. 96 minutes. It's not possible. 96 minutes that felt longer. It has longer. to be longer. It has to be longer. That's 96 possible, minutes Paul. that felt like longer than Endgame and Infinity War I'd put watch, together. I'd watch, I'll say this, I watched the whole movie. Then I clicked on it to see how far it had progressed. 22 minutes. <laughs> I was like, that can't be right. I've watched all of Geppetto's nightmares now. It was a tricky 96 minutes. Now, I, 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 I don't <laughs> remember, I guess, the story of Pinocchio. Was Pedro the Cricket part of it? So Jiminy Paul, the Cricket That's was. what Paul and I thought. We turned to each other but and Jiminy, said, wasn't it Jiminy Cricket? Jiminy Cricket, though, my, my belief is... The Pinocchio story must be public domain. Anybody can tell it. But my guess is Jiminy Cricket was a Disney creation. Well, I think the idea of a cricket that has the moral compass for Pinocchio is true. And I think then Disney may have labeled him as Jiminy. And that was it. Because also all the characters in the classic Pinocchio tale. I mean, there's a lot of differences. I think this is more based on the book. Okay, so the book I, Pinocchio. Well, yeah. yes, the book Pinocchio. I mean, I remember reading Pinocchio, and I, I don't think that's what I saw. I mean, I, 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 this is not the story that I remember. And seeing the title now, I, it did make a little more sense that this is just one of the many adventures of Pinocchio. No, no, no this no. is June. This is all the adventures. This no. is all this one movie, of many. June, because Wait, he's one of many. Pinocchio. Made a child slave, turned into a donkey. He is part of the 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 show. He is the lead of the musical performance. He is swallowed by a sea monster. Well, who was a man? Who was a man? Like I think these are in fact all of the adventures. This of is like there isn't another Pinocchio story, or is there? Because there was a sequel to this film. Um, the sequel was released three years later. It was called The New Adventures of Pinocchio. What? There's more ahead. Please tell me he comes to contemporary Earth. Um, Martin Landau did reprise his role. 
Wow. Uh, and Udo Kerr came back not as Lorenzini, but as Lorenzini's wife, Madame Flambeau. So he went uh, a different direction. What? And then Gabrielle Thompson played the title role, uh, replacing JTT. Um, by the way, Jean, uh, this is 96. Were you a JTT head? Let's see. I was 16. I was a little too old to be a full JTT head. Got it. Um, I mean, I remember knowing of him and seeing him in, in the, you know, on the rags, but I was didn't... Was he getting a lot of gossip rag? On the rags? Yeah, so, like, he was... when you were having your period, you would I see gonna say Jonathan that. Taylor Thomas? <laughs> like, oh, no, my Aunt Flo's visiting. Guess I'm going to see JTT's face everywhere. I only seem to see it when I'm on the rags. Yeah, I was a, like a few years too old for him, but um. Not me. I loved him. Well, My you, problem yeah. with the puppet, though, of JTT Pinocchio was he looked nothing like Jonathan Taylor Thomas at the he end. He looked much younger than Jonathan Taylor Thomas when Pinocchio the the by about ten years. He looks like a I don't know six year old boy something in there. Yeah. And Jonathan Taylor Thomas appears to be twelve when he transforms into a human boy. Well, I mean, at the end of the movie, you think you know he's going to be asking for like a sister, but he's like, "Get me a girlfriend, yeah. Dad. I want to fuck some wood dolls yeah. now. Get some dick splinters." But so here's my question. Here's my question. Just because you brought it up, this is my genuine question. He's now a real boy. He's been transformed into a living boy, played by Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Why not try and get a girlfriend amongst the living? Why have Geppetto carve a wooden girlfriend? You then will have to find a magical way to bring that marionette to... Do you know the odds of twice transforming? Or he's just going to fuck... Fuck that, well, fuck that wooden pussy. So, but this is what is so weird about the movie. I mean, I asked the very same question when Pinocchio is trying to save other puppets in the theater scene because it's as though he is saving his friends and, and actual people. And I did not know if... I mean, is the premise of this movie that every puppet has the potential to... I don't think so. I, I was doing some thinking about this too, June, because you said... You were? Yes. Because when June said we were watching it and, and uh, Peppy, Jiminy Cricket, says, go save your brothers and sisters, they never come to life, but they're treated like when two of them are left on the ground for dead, like, oh, he left them for dead. But then I remember in the beginning of the movie, Martin Landau in his great Italian accent says... Meet your brothers and sisters. And so I think it was sort of like a little bit of like a flower sack baby scenario for Pepe. It was sort of like, hey, if you want to be a responsible real boy, you got to care about people. And that was his first challenge. Huh. Yeah, maybe. I don't I get this what I movie. Thought. I mean, I get it. What I thought was, <clears throat> I think all the other marionettes are just that, marionettes. Because... The Pinocchio marionette was carved from the tree that had the heart uh, carved into it. That was the magic that allowed for Absolutely. him to have infused in him the love of Geppetto and 
Leona? Yes. Leona. Um, that, that their love is the bit of magic that allowed him to come but to no, life. But no, 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 no. I just want to pull this back because I want to get to what you're saying, but that's a problematic thing. Geppetto, Hashtag problematic? Because Geppetto was in love with the woman who married his brother. Didn't seem like she was in love with him or knew about it till he was rowing off the sea. It's like, by the way, I fucking love you. Also, and she's like, I don't have time for this. Also, this is, do you have access to the movie right there? Uh, yes. Can you, while I set this up, go to the very last beat of Geppetto? After, after Pinocchio runs away, we have a shot of just Geppetto and Leor, Leona, and it's now they are in love for the, for, 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 they live happily ever after, and she looks miserable. And there you have it. Geppetto and Leona lived happily ever after. Luigi They lived happily song. ever after? He touches her shoulder, she recoils. Yes, she looks like she is not there at her own will. She does. She literally looks like she's being held yes. prisoner she, by the puppet maker. She expected him, and rightly so, to die at sea. And she didn't want to be like, I never loved you in that moment because she thought that would be too harsh. And now she's, what a, you know, what, if you what a wicked web we weave when we try to deceive. Am I right? What if we reversed around this right now? What if in this shot we reversed all the way around and saw what they were looking at and it was just the, 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 the Pinocchio um, marionette lying on the ground? And the whole thing was Martin Landau's crazy... His, he, he was insane, and everyone is humoring him. Did well, anyone else think that the magic, that Pinocchio might be the spirit of Geppetto's brother? Oh. Hold on. What how now? So, how so? I think there's a world in which, because the magic of the movie is so... Strange. I don't know if he's their child. Did Leona and Geppetto's brother have any children? Doesn't seem like it. No, it doesn't seem like the like the brother was a really interesting add-on because it felt like it was always an unrequited love, and then at a certain point it's revealed, oh, that was a Leona, and he was married. She was married to my brother. Well, what was interesting is when we we in the beginning scene is when they're carving the tree. Carving, he's carving the initials in the tree, and they're young. And then it cuts to, like they say, a few years later. But it's, Martin Landau's an old man. Yeah. Yes. By the like, way. he missed his shot, like, by a lot. I mean, by the way, I love the opening VO in this movie because you're introduced to Geppetto through his voiceover, which just sounds like an old man, like, ordering a bagel. I just, give me, and the poppy seeds. And 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 uh, tomatoes, not too much. It's, it's like, like he's yelling at you. It might as well be Richard Kind narrating this movie. <laughs> I don't know what I, what is going on. With, all right, so I'm a, a baker. I'm carving my initials in a tree. I always thought the story of Pinocchio was that Geppetto wanted. Yes. A child. I don't believe that. The, the, I don't think the legend of Pinocchio has as its root. Like an enchanted log. No, yeah. I mean, the whole idea, well, this is the issue they have. He's in love with Leona, so the log becomes enchanted, so his love... Oh, lightning goes, strikes it too, I think. Right, so his love then gets him a boy. It's like, oh, I would love to be in love. Well, you got a son. Huh. Okay, I get... I mean, yeah, it's... Te- 
it's sort of like I'm in kind of the right place. I got like the lift left me in the general area. I got to walk a little bit further to get to where I want to go. But like it's a weird, it's a weird thing that he gets a boy because he's in love. Not. I it, wonder though, in making this movie, they were you know because it was live action, they felt it was too creepy to have a man of Landau's age just want a little boy. I have. Oh, a, I, you, you think I, I have this an movie update. avoided creepy stuff? Like, I have an update. They did not succeed. <laughs> This was straight up erotic. The first moments that Pinocchio comes to life. When, and I'll say it the Italian way, when Pinocchio comes to life, he immediately gets into a bathtub with Martin Landau. Martin Landau is wearing clothes in the bath. (laughs) Fucking Italians. (laughs) I literally thought that Martin Landau was like, I can't be naked and a little boy gets in the bathtub. Yes. Like, I can't. Because the little boy puppet is also naked. He's not wearing anything at that point, right? Yes, and but I'm I don't assuming think... Jonathan Taylor Thomas is doing that on set. No, and I don't think that the little boy, I don't think Pinocchio was carved genitalia. No. We don't Either. know. And that's kind of what the sequel gets into. <laughs> Now listen, did I cry during the courtroom scene when they ripped Pinocchio away? I did. June? I did. Sobbed. Sobbed. Not cried. Sobbed. Sobbed. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. You sobbed that the the evil puppet owner, the court decides, evil puppet owner, you get this kid. And then the evil puppet guy's like, come with me, son. Yeah, now he's his son. And like, then later, Pinocchio's like, well, Lorenzini's my papa now. I was like, oh, this poor kid <laughs> is literally being human trafficked. Yes. Between people in the same town. His father is like five blocks away. And he's in the theater like, guess I live here now. I'm the star of the show. But what about my papa? He's literally over there. I will say I was impressed with how off book he was at that show. It seemed like he was given away in court in the afternoon, and by nighttime, he was ready to go. He by knew the way, all the lyrics. By the way, not a bad gig. He's the star of the show. Everybody, he's improvising. Everybody thinks he's hilarious. He's getting paid in gold coins. Like, not too bad. For a kid who was born, like, a month ago, <laughs> speaking fluent English. It's so crazy, though, that this evil guy is involved in children's theater. Oh, oh <laughs> and, his greatest, and his it greatest really, scheme when they, is... When they cut to that audience at night, it's all ki- It's oh. children. And what is he doing with these children? Because he's entertaining them there, but then he also has a side gig where he's turning kids into donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, when you just kind of merge the... the two, like, why don't you put the theater and the donkey thing together? You got to run two separate businesses. But why does, he, why does he want to turn little boys into donkeys? Why? We don't why? know. I think he's trying to get that ass. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's, not, it's not very good wordplay. Um, not very good wordplay. Oh, booze. Booze from Chicago. Fair enough. Um, I couldn't figure out, I couldn't figure out if that's because he was like, 
selling them as like work animals or I don't I literally it was like I don't know what this is like he I mean if you just look at them as his customers like what it just from a business perspective didn't make sense I thought they were being sent to like work in the mines or something and then they all turned into donkeys and I was like or then no no what it is I'm sorry is anybody gets turned into whatever they're acting like so they happen to be acting like jackasses. No, so they no, got no. Turned that, into jackasses. That, I mean, that is in the Disney right? cartoon. They all turn into jackasses in the Disney cartoon too. But they, they go to Rob Schneider, and that woman got turned into a fox and a cat. Oh. No. Wait, right? And yeah, and he got turned into like a human whale. So they get turned into what they are—a monster. But so I couldn't figure well, out here, why. Let's, let's listen to why what, does this happen? Let's let's listen to what uh, Vinzini says here. Um, like a jackass if you have the nerve. Drink up the water, get what you deserve. Be wicked, be naughty. Come drink from my fountain, then I will be rich. Oh yeah. Okay. He just happens to have a magic fountain that turns people into animals, but we don't know why. Is that in the book? I know that Pleasure yeah. Island, they, they go there and they turn into jackasses. But Do you want to tell us very quickly what the deal is? What are we missing? Hold on, let me get close oh, Is there a librarian in the house? Um, How many can, librarians in Chicago? It, here. Wait a second. All right, you can come Can here. I get minor house lights up for a second? I do want to hear this. Okay, that's great. I'm going to ask you in a second. Yes. Go Hi. Ahead. How are you? Uh, good. I'm not a librarian, but I love books. So in the original Pinocchio, it's real fucked up. Um, so this is accurate. Yeah. The, they turned them into donkeys to kill them and sell them for skin. Uh, and the cat and the, wolf, uh, the fox show up a lot to fuck with Pinocchio. Uh, I know one time they take him to like a tavern and they have him like spend all this money for food and then they like rob him and string him up like hang him and then they encounter him again and they like convince him to bury a bunch of money in a field and i think they, then they rob him up again well that happened that in this happens. movie yeah yeah and throughout the they keep popping up and like throughout the book and then um but i why know were they turned into for the skins for the skins then they would be skin oh so they're turned into anything that can turn into skin no 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 they were turned into donkeys for the donkey skin to be made into like drums or something okay so, so they, they were they would so there was the a big drum the market very quickly if you're a librarian will you please stand up wow so, okay that's a decent okay. number all right okay Oh. All right. Oh, wow. Look it up there. Lice. This is... Wow. These are heroes. We love our librarians. All right, so... If donkeys are being turned now, into skins... who wants to fight a librarian? <laughs> You've seen where they are. Get them! So we're on a this tour is just subtly so we can go to cities and wipe out all the librarians. <laughs> we find them and we take them out. Oh, they'll be at how did this get made? They'll be easy picking. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me 
and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes, that's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah, save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice. Plus, visit your in-laws. Plus, venture into the wilderness. Plus, wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery. Perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, eat all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus, plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60 day money back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this it's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, so that description is disturbing. They are to be skinned for their skinned. Uh, for their skin, they're, they're turned into like drums. That's bizarre, but it does answer a big question for me because when I saw Rob Schneider, I said, is he supposed to be playing a lion? He looks to me like a performer in the Broadway version of Cats. Yes. B.B. Uh, Newworth doesn't look like a cat, but he looks like an animal. Mm -hmm. Like, he does look bizarre in this movie. He is, I was shocked when Rob Schneider came on screen. I was like, oh, oh, what's up? What are we doing here? I mean, this they, is, this is, it was, their whole subplot was fascinating because he appears to be like, um, like not in control of any, he is like a straight up moron throughout. Yeah. In a fascinating way. 
<laughs> the fact that he got turned into a fox, I was like, okay. But like, he should be turned into a jackass, I think. Well, he's a foxy guy. He's not a jackass, Jason. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, let's listen to a little bit of B.B. Newhearth, who I thought was Kate Hudson for a majority of the film. Um, oh, really? She looks like Kate Excuse Hudson. me, but haven't you two got a push cart to rob? We've already done that. Oh, but Geppetto, darling, we were just playing with him. He'll play with his own sword, thank you. Can you pause for a second? Now, these three people are supposed to all be Italian. (laughs) Correct? All three of these people are doing their Italian accents? These accents are going to come and they're going to go. This can't hang on to them. Yeah, the context clues is that this is Italy. But, I mean, John the Taylor Thomas just speaks straight up like he's on home improvement. And all the and all the kids, all like the kind of street urchin kids, talk like they are like newsies from the 20s. Yes, or they're British. Yeah. And I'm just like Rob Schneider's eyebrows are on like another level. A lot of eyebrows, a lot of uh, A lot of like that like reddish brick color. Yeah, I don't like that. I'll tell you what was weird about this movie. In a children's film, to watch your main character get shot, that was bizarre. A bizarre moment to watch him get shot and then play himself as a recorder or some sort of musical yeah. instrument. Uh, but these I also kids... thought, my, my whole thing was, okay, I get it. Geppetto made him a mouth. That's cool. He's gonna eat. Okay, great. He likes sweets and stuff. Did Geppetto make him an asshole? <laughs> like, is he just filling up with stuff? How's he getting rid of it? Is he like a giant pinata? Or are you like, at one point, should they break open his belly like and everyone runs? When he gets run? shot, cream and sweets should come pouring out of him. It's gone nowhere else. I mean, when he sneezes, sawdust covers that teacher's face. Yeah. So that teacher me. is standing there, by the way, waiting for it. The nose and boosh. Straight face shot of sawdust. Just like the porns I watch on Pornhub, sawdust porn. I mean, we're getting into the school part and the kids, and there is something very bizarre about this movie besides everything that we've just mentioned for the last 40 minutes, it's the fact that no one has any real, like, reaction to there's a wooden boy walking and living amongst us. Yes. Geppetto, Geppetto never once tries to hide it. Like, when, when Pinocchio gets out of the house, Geppetto just picks him up, is like, oh my God, picks him up and walks hand, uh, hand in hand with him rather than carrying him so that nobody will see. Like, an enchanted puppet is walking through the streets of Italy. Yep. Um, and everybody's like, oh, cool, cool, man. What's hey, that? Wood- Magic puppet? Ah, cool. Hey, uh, they give him a nickname, hey, Woody. You know, they start to punch him, they throw balls at him. Like, no one's frightened by him. He is a part of society, which makes me go... Did he do this before? I don't know. I like, is this a town where this happens? How does Pinocchio end up matriculating in school? How does he get a desk? 
How does he know to go there? How does he get, what, what did the, did the attendants get called? Pinocchio, new student Pinocchio here. Like he just, how did that happen? I mean, simply it happened the same way that everything in this movie happens. He just sees something and gets in line. Yeah. Then he's there on a bus going to school. He, he just, just get- simply sees a line of boys and just tags on to the end. I mean, there are worse ways to go through life than to just sort of... Tagging along at the end of a line of boys? Is Look, that what you're probably suggesting? going somewhere. I mean, you I'll, give it a, I'll give it a try, but I can't imagine it going well. I, I gotta say... What's the story? You guys getting on this school bus? All right, I'll do it. I gotta say... I mean, you have to remember, there's, there's quite literally nothing in his head. There's nothing inside his head. <laughs> How does he know anything? How does he know anything? Well, that's the weird thing about him. He knows enough when he's immediately born to give Geppetto a bar of soap for the bath. But well, then, he crawls in with him. But then doesn't know other simple things. Like, he'll be like, ha, 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 ha. All right, weird. Uh, yeah, there are some weird things. I just want to say one thing about the school, and I think this is about, you know, I just want to say, like, this is where Italian schools are so great. You just show up any day, they'll put you in. You know, it's not like American school system. It's a real good school system there. You're really negative on American schools. (laughs) I Also, I guess girls just don't go to school there in Italy. (laughs) Yeah, are there many women? There's not many... Yeah, there's not many... There's no... I don't think I saw any young girls at all in this There's film. There's a couple who are watching the puppet show. Okay. And that's it. The puppet show, by the way, that was well, that music be... was all done by uh, Brian May from Queen. Oh, wow. He wrote a seven-minute puppet opera for that. You can hear it on the soundtrack, which also includes a song from Stevie Wonder. To be fair, also, there will be more girls in class when Geppetto gets around to carving That's them. That's true. Oh. I felt like the fun that we didn't have in this movie and the scenes that I wanted to see were... And maybe I'm remembering the, the cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, but we never got to see him also pretend to be a puppet. Like, have to... There's one scene where he just sort of falls asleep... But the, co- the sheer comedy of watching him have to pretend to have strings and be a puppet when he is a, well, not boy, but whatever he is. A sentient log. A sentient, <laughs> I mean, a sentient doll. I felt like we, there were just so many missed opportunities there. Well, there was also very little of what I consider to be Pinocchio's like, true thing, which is there was very little lying. There was very little right. nose growing because he lied. I thought that lied. was the whole thing. I, I thought that was Pinocchio's like whole. That's what with great I power know comes about great him. responsibility. They, you know, kind of blew, they kind of blew it out in that schoolroom scene. It grew so big, so fast, so oddly phallically too. Oh. It, like that, you're like never again. Oh, I never the need to. I've learned my lesson by watching that nose grow so like, dramatically. Do you do you have the scene with the in the whale um, in the this is the scene, this is overtly sexual. So they're in the, they're, they, they're, they, 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 Pinocchio and Geppetto have been swallowed by the Lorenzini once he's turned into the sea monster. So they're both in the monster's belly and they crawl all the way to the monster's throat 
but it's too tight to get through. They can't, we, can you go, can, okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's too tight to get through. So Pinocchio's idea is he'll use his nose to stretch out or irritate the, the animal so that they can get expelled, basically. So, but, the, so basically, he, they do like reverse bulimia here and they make him puke from the inside uh, yes. with his long, long nose. But by the way, they could have totally gotten out through now that Now look at this, this first moment where Pinocchio's nose enters frame while he and Martin Landau are in the same shot is pretty sexual, I think. Eye contact, eye contact. I know what I have to do. I hate you, Papa. What? I never ever missed you. That's a lie. <laughs> I wish I never found it's you. It's going right to his mouth. Right towards his mouth. I never wanted to be your son. I, I mean, want to stay what? It's, it's a... What? It's such a bold shot to just have the nose, the flesh-colored nose, enter frame. It's a lie. The story, the story of Pinocchio, and maybe I didn't watch it that closely as a child, but the story was always, this is a, this is a, a puppet who lies too much and his nose grows bigger. He does want to be a real boy, but in order to become a real boy, he has to stop lying and start telling the truth. And that's how he becomes a real boy. I also thought that it was, there was morals throughout, but the nose never stopped. Like, the nose growing was always a thing. Here, it just kind of stopped. Like, he never grew again, and he seemed to tell lies later in the movie, too. I felt too. like mostly, like, you know, it, it, wouldn't each adventure involve lying or not, or learning lessons that are significant towards becoming a, a better person, thus warranting becoming a human boy and following through on being the best possible version. Isn't it a morality tale? Each, each of them should be something, a lesson learned. I think that that was what they were trying to do, but they also introduced like the moral compass of him so late in the movie. Like that Peppy character comes in so late. I mean, because here he goes, like this is, this is Jiminy Cricket uh, talking about miracles. By the way, we're watching CGI. We're watching CGI on top of CGI here. It's like they're like they've created a character that really like what you said, it looks so bad. And then it's on top of something that doesn't look great either. Um, and it's a and this is a long scene between two CGI characters who are not there and don't look good together. They don't look like they're in the same world. It's, um, yeah, it is clunky as fuck, this stuff. Wallace Shawn was the original voice of this cricket. Amazing. Was in the trailer and they said, and the voice of the cricket, Wallace Shawn, but something happened and he is not the voice of the cricket in the movie. <laughs> but this is where he kind of, I think, tells Pinocchio. You know, Pinocchio. maybe to the president of the cricket union. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he, keeps on saying, he keeps on saying he's the president of the cricket union and union rules say that he has to stay with Pinocchio, <laughs> but are crickets 
moralistic creatures? Well, that's like, is like, is there a cricket? Is there like, are crickets in this world like guardian angels? One is assigned to a boy or a child and is meant to look after? I don't know. I don't know. I also could not understand the cricket. I just simply could not hear what was being said. But talk about your papa. Or I'll be falling down on the job. No! Look. Again, I watch everything with subtitles on. So I'm mostly just reading. (laughs) I forced... Paul tried to watch this movie with subtitles on and I turned it off. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You want to enjoy the magic of the cinema that's happening here. You, you respect yeah, the visual image. I prefer to watch my movies than read them. But yet, one of the characters you could not understand. No. That's part of the joy of movie watching. Maybe they wanted it that way. Well, clearly, we, we have some questions about this movie. We've, we've barely kind of tackled uh, many of them. Have we, what, I'm sorry. No, we have, Wait, we have, have not we talked even about talked everything. about this movie? I mean, we are getting into it where I wanted to open it up, but I... Land has bathed in clothes. Puppet tries to get in bath with him? Question mark, exclamation point. How does he know how to talk? Question mark, question mark. He does impressions. Why does boner. Go ahead. What was it? (laughs) Why doesn't Leona freak out that the puppet can talk and walk, etc.? I I wrote down this. I wrote down, this isn't his job? Because Geppetto goes, you keep each other busy while I'm at work. (laughs) So he just makes all those fucking puppets for fun. And then Leona says, oh, I've made these clothes for puppets. And I'm like, is there so much puppet commerce going on in this town? Well, Lorenzini's basically thinks he's going to get rich with a puppet show for kids. Which itself is and the parents don't attend. Gold. The parents don't attend with the children either. That's like, just go out, go see your puppet show. We'll be I back. mean, okay, here we go. How does he have teeth? How Pinocchio. does Pinocchio have a full set of white human teeth? I'll do one better. How does eating hot peppers translate into breathing fire? Great. Great. This man eats a chili pepper, blows into a horn, and creates more fire than a giant flamethrower. All of a sudden, it looks like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he's got these chili peppers to thank. He gets, during the production of his play, Pinocchio gets paid (laughs) mid-show. That's as if someone walked on stage currently and gave me this show's income. He's like backstage and Lorenzini's like, show's going great, Pinocchio. Listen, here are the gold, here's the gold I owe you. You're gonna be a star, everything's great. He's like, quick, you're on. What? Also, Pinocchio seemingly falls into a puppet orchestra because the conductor is a puppet. Yes. And then I was like, wait, so are puppeteers, like, contr- like, if they are controlling musician puppets... That's some I amazing assumed, puppeteer work. I assumed in the pit were real musicians and a real conductor. Okay. And that but the puppet conductor though, was part of the show. Yeah, but my question was also, what are the puppeteers making of Pinocchio? 
I mean, that's a threat. They're doing, of that course. Right there, that's a threat to their, their livelihood. Their whole industry is about to collapse this before kid, their very eyes. Puppeteers should want this kid dead. Yeah. This, I don't know. It, it might they're out of catch, business. It might catch to the other marionettes. Maybe they're going to become alive. That's an adventure. When the puppeteers union joins up with the crickets union to eradicate Pinocchio. I mean, this is like a puppet. This is really a union story. I mean, union all the way. I would love it if in the sequel, Pinocchio like steals an apple and turns back into a wooden boy, a wooden puppet. What? You don't have to like it. I really I didn't like, like, I really didn't like, I was surprised at the end to realize how attached I was to Pinocchio, the wooden puppet, because I really did not like seeing his ears nod off like that. Or ripped off, too. The donkey ears are ripped off. Yeah, they're ripped off, and there's just those sharp edges, yeah. those don't sharp, think, rough edges. Don't you think that his ears should be deformed, like he should have, like, cauliflower ears when he turns into a boy because of that? Because at the end, they make, like, at the end, it feels like someone goes, yeah, what happened to all those boys that were turned to donkeys? And the narrator quickly is like, oh, yeah, they, they all got fixed. <laughs> wow. Where was the serum? We didn't see that scene. I saw a donkey walking with Pinocchio, and that donkey is going to live. I, I feel like those boys did not turn back into humans. <laughs> but they just are glossing over that. Hey, you win some, you lose some. I mean, this reminds me of a story my grandmother it. used to tell. Oh, God. Let's my, all prepare ourselves. <laughs> my grandmother used to tell me this story when I was a kid that I needed to lock the door to my house because when she lived in Garden City, this is where my grandmother lived in New York. She's like, when I lived in Garden City, there was a little boy and he didn't lock his door. And one day, he was in his bed. <laughs> I already know this is deeply irresponsible of her, of her to have said. And he heard footsteps coming up the stairs, slowly, 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 slowly. And then he got really nervous and he got under his bed and he was under the sheets and the door opened, creak it out. And then the boy looked and it was the local butcher and he got scared and then all of a sudden the butcher grabbed him and the mom came home the boy wasn't there. She brought home her chopped meat. No, Paul, stop. Stop it right now. What are now. you talking about? Paul? And your grandpa? And what? And the what mother? What are you talking about? And then as the mother was making hamburgers for her son, she started making hamburgers that the hamburger meat started saying, Wait, Paul, the chopped no. meat, the meat knew? Because the, the meat, meat was the boy. The meat, but, the, but that, again, that's, no, once it's turned into meat, the kid wouldn't know. At that point, it's just meat, you know? Oh, what? I am unreal. I am shaken on my insides. My grandmother was a part of the cricket union, so I will put that out there. What are you talking about? Every step of that story is fu fundamentally irresponsible. And I told you a much abbreviated version of it. 
But the butcher came, so you, the, so your grandmother lived in Garden City in an environment where meat was so scarce that the local butcher would go house to house looking for unlocked doors and kids left alone at home. Yep. I was a latchkey kid. Was this because you were a latchkey kid? Yep. Was so this she, her effort okay, so to she, be like... She was trying to get you when you came home from school yes. before your parents came home from yeah. work to lock that door. Yeah. And her... Yeah, I, I mean, get that's that. an probably was an effective. <laughs> Did she technique. ever hire someone in a like butcher's apron with, like, to just stand outside your window, like? <laughs> Sharpening those knives. Chop, chop it up. Wow. Oh boy, that's I, a, that's, I, as that I'm, could as, be the T-shirt. As I'm. Uh, as the I'm t-shirt telling you, could be the butcher outside the window. As I'm telling you the story, I'm realizing that I think the, the element that I've, I've messed up is that the, the burger meat was already frying when the boy says it. So the meat is like ready to be eaten at that it's point. It's not that much worse. It's not like, I mean, I whether it's cooking or not, was, the, kid, the kid's still but, been through the chop. But I think the addendum was, and then she did serve it. And then she served it? To who? Her husband. So they, uh, this is starting to fall apart. I, I remember is... like a boy being eaten too, but I know I, that this memory of the mama, mama, like that's where I cut off. Um, and, I, 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 and I think that she may have just added that they ate him as well, but I, that, that feels like a cruel twist at the end. It's a total snow piercer. All right, well then, okay. should I not tell you the second story? Because now you're telling me this, it makes me realize this. I mean, this seems like more like in good fun. I think this is in good fun. Wait, hamburger What's story in, was in good fun? No, this story I'm about to tell you, but maybe it, maybe it is my perspective of, of it. Um, okay. I am changed. This is... I, I really am. So, do you ever the, catch Paul telling your children similar... No, and that's story. what I feel like I have to say. You know, Paul is such a wonderful man. He really is. It's so shocking to hear these things. Well, Go ahead. Let me tell you this story, and then you can tell me for my barometer's sake if I'm off or not. Um, the first time I ever had a camping uh, thing with my friends, I had two friends over, and we put tents up in the backyard. Um, before we went out there for the night, my stepfather called us into the living room and said, guys, I don't want you guys camping out in the backyard because there's a police report on TV that a serial killer just escaped prison. And, and he's loose. And they said for us to lock our doors. But the kids came over to do camping out in the backyard. And so we know we really want to camp out, we really want to camp out. And he's like, okay, you can camp out in the backyard. And then we camped out in the backyard, and in the middle of the night, we would hear this noise like And then he would basically run into our tent and go, ah! And then we all got really scared. Oh, you think? Oh, you got and real scared, huh? And I was about eight or nine. That is so young 
to see to even tell an eight or nine year old about a serial killer is insane. To even make the, an eight year old aware of the concept of of murder for pleasure or compulsive compulsive murder. To explain that is insane to three eight-year-olds. Never mind, then represent yourself as that serial killer throughout. Those kids are somewhere telling this story right now. I didn't remember that until right now, but I always thought that was a fun, all fun night, a fun, a fun camping night. Was your stepfather Ted Bundy? Kind of. So, I mean. We're having fun, Chicago. <laughs> what a great town. Oh, boy. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough. But Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the news? Well, you are not alone. Listen to Love It or Leave It, hosted by former Obama speechwriter and comedian John Lovett. As a former White House staffer, he is no stranger to political chaos. But don't worry, that doesn't mean he's keeping a cool head in today's chaos-filled news cycle. Far from it. It is the only show where you hear Golden Globe winner Greta Lee give award-worthy readings of listener mail and Kathy Griffin go off on all things MAGA. Hold tight to your sanity and listen to Love It or Leave It wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe we should go into the audience. Yeah, yeah I'm going to start we crying. A, we need a palate cleanser. All right, but before we do, I'm going to put on my special hat. I'll hold the mic hat. This is just so... Can we get house lights? All right, so here we go. Um, I want you to introduce yourself with your Italian name. We heard a lot of great Italian names here tonight. So introduce yourself with your Italian name and let me hear your question. Yes, you ma'am, come over here. What's your Italian name and what's your question? Here we go, all right. Jessino. Great, and your question? Uh, my question is, when Geppetto created that puppet inside the monster with like the spare fish parts and eyeballs, what did he use to keep it together? Fishing great. wire, fishing line. Um, but by the why way, didn't that fish boy come to life. But by the way, that monster had only been alive for minutes because he drank the water, his eyes bugged out, and I guess like his inner creature was a giant whale sea. I mean, that was a bizarre 
connection. It should have been like a rat or something. Yeah. Um, all right, we're up here in the balcony um, with someone wearing a How Dare You shirt. It's a June homemade shirt. It says, How Dare You. <laughs> From our Drop Dead Fred episode. Um, your name in Italian, your affiliation, and your question. My legit Italian name is Nicole Isabella Sono Caciano. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm a team Sanity. Oh! Actually, the shirt is for The Late Show. Okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, so, my question, comment. So, everybody, you know, you've been saying that everyone uh, doesn't really see Pinocchio as a puppet. Except Dawn French, the baker's wife. She's the only one who sees him and fucking flips out. She's screaming, she's throwing things all over the place. She's the only woke person in this entire movie. Or is she not woke because she sees differences and freaked out? But that's a good point. I think, oh see, I thought she was just mad. I thought she was mad he was ruining her food. Well, he was eating all the cream. You know, I don't think she was afraid of Pinocchio. I think she was upset that he was ruining all the food she'd made for the wedding. Wasn't that it? She's saying, get out of here, you know, whatever. It's, I feel like... I also thought she was like, this is a creature. I'm scared of this creature. I must kill it. Like, I feel like if it was a boy, she wouldn't be throwing pots at its head. I don't know. I think she probably would. I think would. she would. I mean, oh. she's... Remember, she's Italian. Fair point. <laughs> Sir, your name, your affiliation, your question. My name is uh, Gregory. Uh, <laughs> great Italian name. Team Sanity. You don't okay, think it's great. Gregorio? Yeah. Uh, my question is, since nobody in this town seems to be able to tell the difference between a boy and a puppet, why wouldn't the guy just hire boys to be in his show? Great question. Finally getting somewhere with the balcony. All right. Because, I, I, I mean, the simple answer is, well, Pinocchio does look... Well, yeah, but I guess no. I guess they are... I mean, it's a marionette think, show. Yeah. What are we talking about? And We're not going to hire the, children. Yeah. And what, tie strings to their arms? Oh, yeah. Do We're not going to turn... You think Team Sanity? You think that it's okay to just tie strings to kids' arms? Oh, no, 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 you're right, Jason. There's a lot of, uh, this guy really cared about the kids. That's why he turned them into donkeys, to skin them. Hey, to make we, drums. Italy needs skins. <laughs> All right, ma'am, how about your, your, your question? Um, your name, your affiliation, your question. Okay, my name is Milan. Okay. Didn't make that up. Um, team Sanity. Okay, great, thank you. <laughs> So my question is, at the end of the movie, they say that the donkeys turn back to kids based on doing good deeds. How do donkeys do good deeds? <laughs> I mean, come on, donkeys can do good deeds all the time. Donkey, they can like pull the carts at a soup kitchen. Yeah, I mean, donkeys, I think of donkeys as, like, as worker animals. Didn't Donkey do a lot of good deeds in the Shrek movies? Yeah. To answer your question, Team Sanity, lots of ways. Because here's what I think. When I look at donkeys, I don't think they're net 
energy is negative. They are capable of positive actions. Maybe it's Team Sanity thinking that thinks donkeys can only be bad. Ma'am, your name, your affiliation, your question. Uh, Jacqueline. Great. Thank you. Can we talk about the point of view shots from Pinocchio where he's basically like a serial killer shot? Yeah. Was it like Friday the 13th inspired? It was, there was frightening. A, a lot of the CG characters had point of view um, shots in order to make them it, cheaper. It's cheaper to shoot point of view shots than to have the CG shots of them doing stuff. So they would do that a lot and it was, I agree, it was very unsettling. All right, everybody, clearly we had opinions about this movie, but now it is time for- Why do for... I feel like you guys are part of an acapella singing group? Now it's time they for- They have a pitch pipe! I fucking called it! All right, we are literally getting told to get off stage. Here we go. Now it's time for second opinions. When you rate films five stars Makes no difference who you are Anything you type will go on Amazon Amazing! What are your names? Give it up for Corinne, Melissa, Ashley, and James! Great These job. are five-star opinions called from Amazon. There were 69. Yeah. Total reviews for the film, 67 five-star reviews. Um, uh, and here we go. Uh, this is all compiled by uh, Nate Kylie. Um, this one starts off from Marianne Fideli. She goes, it's what I wanted. Five stars. She needs to be on a watch list of some sort. Well, while you read these, can you go back to the preferred Pinocchio image, please? I'm staying right here and waiting for my miracle. Your papa won. All right. (laughs) This one. Just so you can remember, this is the movie the person wrote the review about. (laughs) This one is written by Cheryl. It says this. This is an unusual production of Pinocchio. You think? My teenage son said it gave him nightmares. Five stars. Okay, I don't that's, think she understood this, the rating that, system. That's a mom, that's a mom who, who parents like your grandmother. Uh, Georgia Galeri writes, a must-buy for children and child daycare centers. Five stars. I don't think we should be putting this in the child daycare center. Um, this one, uh, uh, this one is from Linda S. Kaufman. She writes, my sister's granddaughter loves it. Five stars. Kind of a delayed, all right, sure. What should I do today? I should write Amazon reviews for my niece's favorite movies. <laughs> or my grandniece. And we will end on this one by A. Herrenberg, which writes this. Kids' films nowadays are pillow soft when it comes to scary moments, but this movie was dropped like a ton of bricks on 90s kids. Pinocchio's story pretty much follows the course of a classic fairy tale, starting out whimsical before taking a dark 
upturn, and I mean seriously dark. I wasn't terrified as a kid, but I'm willing to bet others in the two to six-year-old crowd were petrified. Two? Five motherfucking stars. Oh, boy. Before, um, before we get into whether or not we'd recommend this movie, because I think it's pretty clear um, what we think about this movie, I wanted to bring up this little uh, piece of trivia that I found about it, which is um, Avril Halley, our producer on the show, she finds all these movies, she found this Terror Nightscape for you, also found that this uh, <laughs> movie spun off a CD-ROM interactive video game starring one of the stars of Ladybugs, um, and I just wanted to show you, this is the girl from Ladybugs, if you remember. Uh, so here is... She here. was the one that Rodney Dangerfield is like, don't worry, when you get older, you're going to be pretty and everybody's going to like you or something yes, like that. Yes, exactly. Right? So now here's, you are the new Pinocchio. Martin Landau talks to you like this. How are you going to be able to find Pinocchio? You're not even made of wood. We'll help. So you get to follow along with her, and then this is where it gets terrifying. At the end of the game, when she's talking to the donkey boys. Oh, turn this off right now. No. Danny's <laughs> trick is that he gets you That's to a act donkey like girl. jackasses. Yep. Then he turns you into jackasses. <laughs> it could never happen to me. It just did. You this game is straight up terrifying. That's a game? That is a CD-ROM interactive game that just took out all the choices. And by the way, this movie Whoa. throws around the word jackass a lot um, for a kid's film. Um, some notes. And is it like a jerk-off game? <laughs> Asking for a friend. The movie came out in 1996. Um, the tagline was, it's a new angle on a classic tale, and that's no lie. And um, here's the thing, the budget for this movie, $25 million. Wow. What year? Wow. 96. Wow. Opening weekend, 3.8 million. Wow. It By came the way, in, that's not nothing. No, you know, movie that's came like in. A, you know. I think the people probably went to go see JTT. This is at the height of JTT madness. Uh, the movie came in 100 out of all the movies made in 1996. The top three were Independence Day, Twister, Mission Impossible. It was beaten by Jingle All the Way, Dragonheart, The Island of Dr. Moreau, Escape from L.A., The Quest, The Glimmer Man, Kazam, and The Phantom. But it beat Barbed Wire and Lawnmower Man 2, which we didn't cover on this show. But uh, that's a little fact about Wait, it. Wait, there was a Lawnmower Man sequel? Yep, Lawnmower Man 2 Beyond Cyberspace. Oh, God. Um, Jesus so, Christ. Um, Jason June, uh, I go to you now. Would you recommend this movie? Of uh, course not. No. No. You don't was... even think it's interesting to watch nope. a no. little bit? I don't. Yeah, no. I didn't care for it, and it was not fun enough. Yeah, I mean, um, I have to spend time erasing, erasing some images, images and imagery that I saw. Now, to be um, fair, after this scene, I came and went to sleep. 
The scene, of course, Jason's referring to is when Pinocchio has cream all over his mouth. That's what we have as our still frame for the whole show. Um, this visual. What I want to just point out, you can search this picture at home. If you type in Pinocchio image, this normally comes up. Uh, this is not a shot that someone took. This is a press photo for the movie. No! So, yes, that's why it has the watermarking on it. So someone thought that this representation of an open-mouth Pinocchio with white cream so all over his mouth was the right so way to advertise. This leads me to believe there was a cut of this movie that was a porno. That, like, when Pinocchio would leave Martin Landau, he would get up into, like, sexy Italian adventures. Uh, by the way, this puppet took nine months to create and operated by 12 different technicians. 12 different people to control this uh, masterpiece. Uh, I didn't like the scene. I didn't, I'm sorry, I'm just noticing a few things. I did not like when his flesh, when the wood started to turn into flesh. Yeah. I thought that was very creepy and unsettling to look at. Um, it, yeah, at that point it was a relief because it was almost, you knew it was going to be over. Um, and the tear goes and yeah. It's, ah, I just, don't like that. Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. And by the way, when he does turn into a real boy, that version of the puppet looks just like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, for a second, you see it perfectly. Well, it is Jonathan Taylor Thomas. But, but no, like, right before, like, when it's like this, this, you'll see it like, like that, like. Yeah, he looks closer to him. Oh, yeah. oh, I see, I see. Maybe yeah. that was a little CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I would recommend this movie either, but it's so bizarre and you so You don't weird. know if you would? I There's feel like there are some choice yes. nuggets in here that are worth like watching because it just keeps on going. It's a movie that when I would turn away for just merely like two or three seconds, I was completely lost as if like hours had passed. Yeah. And it's like, so now what's happening? It's like Game of we Thrones. Had to, so we watched it together and we had to recap scenes over and over again. We, so we just, simply were losing the thread. I want to be clear for this audience here and the one at home. You would not recommend watching Drop Dead Fred, but you would recommend watching The Adventures of Pinocchio. First of this all. This is a classic Team Sanity point of first view. First of all, that Pinocchio, I don't think that I ever went on record and said I would not recommend watching Team Fred. I just said it's not a good movie. Anyway, people, <laughs> that show uh, was a lot of fun. And now... We have to wrap it up. We have to say <laughs> no. I, I, if it was between this and Drop Dead Fred, no, I'd no, say watch this. Yes. Wow. Oh, come on now. So okay, I know it's all fun. I know it's fun to have a friendly rivalry. There's a lot of energy around it. It's a good time. But seriously. No, I would watch Drop Dead Fred over this. Thank I you. would. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, just for the pain. This is this has scarred me on a, a deep, deep level. Um, all right, so uh, Jason, June, we have done it. We have had many adventures with this Pinocchio character, and there's one last thing for us to do, that is to say goodnight. Thank you, Chicago! Hey, everybody, that is our show live from Chicago. 
Woo, boy, that was a big one. Um, we are continuing the conversation about Pinocchio, and it does need to continue uh, on the mini episode, which will be next week. And I implore you, I urge you to check in on what we're doing on the mini episodes. Uh, I see that the listenership is going up, and I'm loving it, and we're doing more and new different stuff. And one of the best parts about it is not only talking about the movie that we uh, are talking about on the episode this course will be Pinocchio next week, but we're also talking about you. I'm getting to hear about all of your uh, your jobs, your love, your life. I'm giving you advice along with Devin and Cody. We're breaking it all down for you, so head on over to the mini episode next week to continue the conversation about Pinocchio, and if you want to call in, you can at 619-PAUL-ASK. That's 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K, so continue the conversation about Pinocchio right there. Also wanted to let you know that Grace and Frankie Season 6 is on Netflix right now. If you've not watched The Good Place, well, you're missing out on Jason and I. It's the final season and a great season at that. So many great appearances and what a uh, an amazing finale this past week. So if you've missed out, catch up. You are going to see some of us on there. Also, what else do I want to tell you? Oh, boy. So much good stuff. Uh, Black Monday Season 2 trailer dropped. So that's online right now. Check that out. It's really funny. It gives you a little taste of what you're in store for in Black Monday Season 2, which starts March 15th. A big shout out and thank you to Avril Halley, uh, one of our producers for pulling this amazing movie. I mean, she really opened our eyes to a lot of stuff. Nate Kylie for doing all that amazing research. Devin, of course, who travels across country with us. Our producer, Cody, here at Earwolf Studios. Everybody at Earwolf. And we will see you next week for a mini episode. And if you're bored or you just miss how did this get made in the meantime, we'll head on over to tpublic.com slash store slash HDTGM to get your official Pinocchio shirt. And if you really just want to reach out and chat, you can do that with me. You can give me a call at, or not call, a text, please. Just a text. 917-877-0657. Let's do it, people. See you next week for how did this get made mini episode. How did this get made?